You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met fellow adventurers, I am back in Axepath Cemetery. Now, rather than just, now, I'm just going to skip over the regular straight path of the one. As in, I'll do it, but I won't record it. Instead, I'm going to be focusing on all the side bits of this, which are a bit more advanced, but kind of fun. Starting with an adventure called The Last Track out. Out of the wall of mist before you emerges a man whose stubbling gait and wagged, blood-soaked attire instantly has you believing is yet another of the hideous, risen dead, the prowl axe path. Fuck on this. As you draw up to the southern edge of the graveyard, your eyes scouring the eerie mistraped landscape or any sign of movement. You suddenly hear what sounds like rapid footfalls coming from somewhere just inside the cemetery's crumbling border. Only moments later, out of the wall of mist before you, merges a man through stumbling gait and ragged bog-soat attire. Instantly, had you believing, he's yet another of the hideous, risen dead that prowl Axpeth. As the staggering man draws closer, you realise he is still among the living, though just barely. You rush forward and catch him just as he pitches forward, preventing the wounded man from landing face first on the unforgiving ground. Leaning against you, he struggles to maintain his balance. The middle-aged man repeatedly voices his gratitude. You immediately attempt to ascertain whether or not the man is seriously wounded. Despite the blood that soaks his torn garments, he assures you he's fine. Before you can question him further, he presses his left hand to his chest. After several moments, he removes his hand and steps away from you, noticeably steadier on his feet. You quickly sense he has used some form of restoration magic on himself. As if having read your thoughts... He confirms your suspicions with a nod and tells you that with some much-needed rest, he will fully recover from his recent misadventure in Axpath. The man, his dark brown hair only covering his head in small, uneven swaths, introduces himself as Tennywood and again thanks you for having been there to catch his fall. Suppose you're going in there, he asks, looking first at the misrouted graveyard and let you... I'm done with it, if it must be known. I've done what I could to clear clear it of its haunts and discover its secrets, but I'm done with all it. Here, if you're going in there, you should have this. Tanawak produces a jagged piece of stone tablet and hands the curious fragment to you. It's a jagged tablet fragment. This jagged ta- jagged fragment of stone tablet tablet bears half of an engraving. It depicts an axe entangled in briars. You are given this tablet piece by a man named Tenroot, 
an adventurer who claimed he would never again set foot in Aspath Cemetery. According to what Tenny Wilk told you, you'll find a use for this piece of tablet in a clearing somewhere inside Axpath. You study the tablet and discover it bears half of an engraving that depicts an axe entangled in briars. Tennywood says that the other half of the tablet can be found by visiting a clearing in the midst of the cemetery. He describes the clearing in detail, telling you that in it stand three gruesome monuments and a tiered plinth. The other half of the tablet is set up, set to the top of the plinth, he said. If they could be reunited, I'm certain something will come from it. I'll tell you how to find the clearing, though the rest is up to you. Not quite as easy as it sounds, for I don't expect you thought it would be. Not ashamed in admitting, ashamed to admit, I wasn't prepared for what I encountered in that clearing. Tenuk explains how to reach the, sti- reach the clearing, telling you that that the statue of the Arbor Man, a statue that he believes depicts a young Juf Kren, you will find the foot of a path that winds its way into a thick patch of law and bramble. You mind the souls in there, he says, motioning with his head in the direction of the graveyard. I'm done with it. These ageing bones aren't fit for this sort of thing much longer. I think there's wisdom in knowing when to give up on a thing, and knowing when to settle down. I, only w- I wish you only the best of luck, but you can hold to me when I say I've just made my last trek out of Axpath. On the southern edge of Axpath, your hands still gripping, gripping a jagged piece of the stone tablet. You bid farewell to Tenwood and wish him luck on wherever the road takes him from here. Tenwood, who save for his blood-soaked attire, no longer shows any sign of being wounded, Tells you he's bound for Talonus. I think I'll drop in and surprise my sister, he says, almost as if he's wandering aloud. She could never see sense in all my wandering about looking for adventure. Well, take care. And know when to give up on a thing. Oh, actually, I, I don't. I don't know when to give up on a thing. When he is gone, you safely tuck the t- stone tablet in amongst your other belongings and turn your keen, wary glaze upon the grim spectre of the crumbling, mist-swrouded cemetery. Remember to look for the start of a winding path at the statue of the Arbor Man inside the graveyard. According to Tenroot, the path will lead you to a clearing in which stand the three gruesome monuments and the tiered plinth. Alright, going to save from that. Now, time to enter the graveyard. And now it's proceeding as normal, so I'll pause until we get to the extra stuff. I'm here. Investigate a path winding off into a laurel thicket. And this section of the graveyard is dominated by a towering monument depicting an armoured man leading, leaning on a broad-bladed sword. Yep, this is the place. There I go. You follow the winding path into the thick of the laurel patch. The narrow narrow track twists and turns as it meanders through the brush and bamble until you suddenly find yourself approaching the perimeter of a broad clearing. You cautiously move up to the edge of the grassy swath. Standing in the e- on the edge of the large clearing, you warily survey the open swath. Three towering stone monuments each crowned with the carved likeness of a hideous, three-eyed, vaguely humanoid figure, rise up out of the mist in the centre of the clearing. Eastern side of the grassy expanse, its broad, flat surface poking above the swirling fog, the top of a three-tiered plinth, a bent, hooded figure carrying a shovel and clad in a tattered brown cloak, strolls silently about the basis of the three monuments. The figure never looks up and seems not to have taken any notice of you. I'm going to assume that guy is undead because um, practically everyone in here is undead except me. Probably. I'm pretty sure I'm not undead, but it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. 
I'm going to enter the clearing. The instant you step into the clearing, the ground before you begins to weave as skeletal hands and limbs erupt from the soft earth. You instinctively fall back and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as an entire legion of fleshless undead emerge from the shallow graves. Their chorus of shrill hisses almost deafening in the in the deep silence that hangs over the cemetery. I, I don't think it's an actual legion, because a legion is 4,800-ish men. Varies a bit over the length of the Roman Empire and uh, how up to strength the legion is. But anyway, it's not going to be that much. A sharp hiss from behind fills you with dread, and you spin to find another of the skeletons, tearing their way out of the earth, surrounded by the ghoulish horde. With no immediate hope of escape, you grimly prepare to engage your foes. It's an axe-wielding skeleton, the first of the fleshless undead. Now I'm using Tiara's staff, which is making this a lot easier. And you have slain this foe. 13 XP. Ooh, nice. The skeleton, its jaw stretched wide, emits a final, ragged hiss, before collapsing into a pile of bone at your feet. It's a hammer-wielding skeleton. The skeleton swipes at you with its decayed hammer. Brutal stroke for 9 damage. 13 XP for that one. Axe-wielding skeleton. That was easy even before it was lowered. <laughs> Yep, 13 XP. Hammer-wielding skeleton. Another one of those. Let's just quick combat the rest of them. Sword-wielding. Axe-wielding. Swipes at you with decayed axe. And spear-wielding. Slain that one. And finally, the last of the skeletons. Its bony fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of its rusted sword, staggers forward and attacks. It's a sword wielding skeleton. Quick combat. You have slain your foe. 13 XP. The skeleton, its jaw stretched wide, emits a final, wagged hiss before collapsing into a pile of bone at your feet. 64 experience to general. With the horde of skeletons now little more than a heap of stone that litter the edge of the clearing, you wipe your brow and step back to survey the scene spread out before you. Standing on the edge of the large clearing. Oh. Oh, it's the same. Despite, it's, the, it's that guy who, despite the recent battle with the skeletons, Figure seems not to have taken any notice of you. Okay, I'll enter the clearing. This time, I'll actually be able to look around. So you step into the clearing. The bent, hooked figure, moving around the base of the monuments, whips its head in your direction. The leash is a blood-curdling, a blood-curdling shriek before you can properly react. The sinister figure holds up its white hand. And you're immediately overcome by a deep sense of dread. Pick a number. Bonus of 20, need 50 or more. Or something bad will happen. Success with 95. You manage to stave off the more deliberating effects of your enemy's projected awe of fear. Though it's little time to dwell on the small victory. The woed figure, its, flu its swift, fluid movements more animal-like than human, bounds towards you across the uneven, mist-covered ground. As the sinister being hurtles into melee range, its face invisible behind the shroud of gloom cast by its tattered hoods, you instinctively move to block and counter its savage attack. This is a Grave Warden. It's, it's, currently, it's currently got purple. Was it? Pinky. Anyway, it's probably a 12 plus roll, but that's before the staff kicks in. 
And now it's an 8 plus wall. It's a lot easier. The undead horror wakes at you with its long black claws. Hmm. Is it some some relation to the Toro Thor? You know, the thing this, in the secret of Stoneback Hill. Brutal stroke for 10 damage. Just gonna just keep bashing, bash, 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 bash. 23 XP. Oh, uh, uh, 95 a success for something. I succeeded at something. I think it just did the... It did that spirit check again. The figure slumps, figure slumps to your ground to your feet and does not move again. You reach down and tear away the tattered garment that covers its gaunt form, only to find there is nothing beneath it. The remains of the sinister creature that assailed you are nowhere to be found. After checking over your equipment, you step back towards the edge of the clearing. You're standing in a large clearing at the end of a winding path. Yeah, here I am again. So, I can approach the stone monuments or the tiered plinth. I'll try the tiered plinth first. You're standing on the eastern side of the clearing, directly before the three-tiered stone plinth. The smooth surface of each of the plinth's broad levels are covered with engravings to depict various weapons entangled in thorny tendrils. Set into the top of the tier is one half of a stone tablet, the jagged left edge of the piece of tablet suggests that this other half was somehow split away and removed half a tablet. Well, I probably have the other half. It's the jagged tablet fragment. Particular item might be of use here. Okay, I shall use it. I put it to use. 128 experience to general. You place the jagged half of the tablet you're carrying next to its counterpart. It's a perfect fit. Now, save for a thin, meandering crack, the restored tablet bears an engraving that depicts an axe entangled in briars. Yeah. The tablet sent on the top of the plinth is now whole. You restored the tablet tablet by replacing the piece that was given to you by Tennywood. Once again whole. Save for a thin meandering crack, the restored tablet bears an engraving and picks an axe entangled in priors. Okay, now to approach these stone monuments, see what they're about. You're standing in the middle of the clearing, directly before three large stone monuments. Each of the column-like stone monuments is, is toppled with the, topped with the carved likeness of a three-eyed, vaguely humanoid figure. Apart from a few subtle differences, the monuments appear to be identical to one another. A mound of earth covers the freshly dug grave at the foot of the monument to the left, and the middle, and the right. Investigate the mound of earth before the monument on the left. Okay. You step up to the base of the monument and begin examining the mound of earth, after studying the Studying the heap for a few moments, you're certain that whatever lies below the pile was buried quite recently. Suddenly. You fall back from the base of the monument as the mound of earth suddenly explodes. Hulking corpse, its decayed grey flesh still clinging to its broad flame in uneven chunks, climbs out of the uncovered grave and stomps towards you. As you drop back even further, Drawing yourself into a combat-ready stance, your gaze is drawn to the undead being's misshapen head, setting set into the whopping abomination's disfigured face are three blazing yellow eyes. With a snort, the fearsome creature moves into melee range and attacks. It's an undead hulk. And this hulk is going to be smashed. Your undread hook swipes at you with its decayed fists. Probably Hulk mad. Hulk smash. 
but also Hulk gets smashed. And it is slain. 71 XP. You step back from the remains of the slain undead Hulk and stare down at the moving mass of decayed flesh. The wide grave out of which this abomination climbed is now open. Suddenly, a shimmering cloud of silver vapour takes form out of the mist swirling through the clearing. The cloud, swift, the cloud swiftly expands as a moving, lifelike image's image takes form on the broadening, ethereal canvas. The clear, lifelike image on the surface of the shimmering wall of vapour is that of a young man standing before the gates of an imposing keep on the edge of a vast forest. The man turns and seems to acknowledge you with a friendly look. Nod. The curtain of mist upon which the image appeared suddenly dissipates, dissolving into an endless wither of fog, into the endless wither of fog rolling through the clearing. Alright, I've opened the grave on the left. Anything happens in the middle monument? You step up to the mound of earth and carefully examine it. After looking over it for nearly a minute, you step back from the base of the monument. The right one at the right one, same thing. And the one I've just opened, you step up to the edge of the open grave and peer down into a sizable hole. The grave is empty. Okay, I think... I think things will happen. I'll have to come back for the next one of Axepath Cemetery to investigate the other mounds of earth before the monuments. So I will step away from these. Nothing, ha nothing more happens at the plinth. You make your way along the winding path and soon find yourself in the mist or back in the mist of the cemetery. Okay, now we're back to the main path through the cemetery. But there's more stuff. There's more roots of it. So I'm going to pause while we do the normal stuff. Okay, here's another thing off the main path. You spot a skull-shaped grave marker. Rising out of the fog that twirls through the grove of black trees. I shall investigate it. You're standing before a large, skull-shaped grave marker. In the middle of a tangled grove of black, stunted trees. A massive pile of damp earth lies next to the gruesome monument. To the white of the heap is a broad, dark opening in the ground. Moving to the edge of the opening, your eyes fall upon a set of stone steps, descending out of sight into the gloom. Climb down the stairs... With your faithful light scores scattering the shadows, you boldly descend the stairs. Bottom of a steep flight, you reach the wooden door. The door is ajar. No, it's a door. It's not ajar. It's a door. You step back. You step past the, de the decaying barrier and enter a broad, stone-walled passage. Okay, I'm in a little dungeon here. You're standing just inside the watting door the bottom of the tomb that leads up out of the eerie silence of this ancient tomb. To the east, a broad, damp passage, floor earthen, and its walls and ceiling, built out of heavy stone blocks, extends out of sight into darkness. So this is a little dungeon map. I start in the southwest corner. Now I'm making my way north. Your heart skips, nearly skips a beat as a grim snarl erupts out of the darkness just beyond the range of your light. Instinctively, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as a sinister, staggering figure lurches into view. A rotting ghoul, its broad flame frame covered by the tattered remnants of a cloth cloak, hisses as its lifeless gaze falls upon you. With its black, jagged claws poised to wake your flesh, the fit gruesome, undead creature fearlessly closes in on you. It's a cloaked ghoul. 
And this dust is a random encounter here. There'll be a few of them. The cloaked ghoul swipes at you with its deadly black claws. Ooh, the enemy's claws tear into my flesh for 12 damage. But still, it is slain with the hope of Tiara's staff. 23 XP. The ghoul's decaying body shimmers violently as large hunks of festering flesh fall from its broad flame. With a hideous gas, the undead horror collapses into the earthen floor of the passage. The sinister creature does not move again. After making certain nothing else is lurking nearby gloom, you quickly check over your gear and promptly set off along the passage. Okay, so now I'm just I'm going along the northern side and now I'm going down the eastern side. The eerie silence fills the damp, musty passages of the tomb. So another cloaked cool, just gonna quick combat that. For 39 XP. The, the ghoul's decaying body shudders violently as large chunks of his fleshdoing flesh fall from his broad flame. With a hideous gasp, the undead terror collapses into the earthen floor of the passage. The sinister creature does not move again. After making certain nothing else is lurking in the nearby gloom, you quickly check over your gear and promptly set off along the passage. Okay, here we go. Now, keep, just keep exploring, because I happen to know that you got to go through a few of those random encounters to continue with this dungeon. Because there's a little passage off the west of the of the of the not the eastern eastern corridor where you have to have some have some foes slain to get past it there's another cloak jewel and 31 xp for that to making certain nothing else is lurking in the nearby gloom you quickly check over your gear Promptly set off along the passage. Okay, it seems that the experience you get is is varied. Well, the base experience is varied. You still get you get the same bonus for the difficulty. So apparently you have base experience of 16, 24, or 32, I think. There's another cloak ghoul. And that one gives me 31 experience. Quickly check over your gear and promptly set off along the passage. It's another one. And it is slain. Another 31 experience. Most of it going to weaponry. Because I don't have the weaponry sub skill for Jaro's staff, experience is only split into two. Piles rather than the three it's usually split. Split in if you just bash something with a weapon, because then you get experience the general weaponry, general weaponry experience, and the weaponry sub skill. Well, let's just see. Can I get past this passage to the west? The massive iron door seals off the passage ahead. The tower barrier bears no latch, no miserable means by which you might affect its opening. Approach the iron door. As you step towards the door, the towering slab of iron groans and shudders. You step back as the door slowly swings open. When there's enough room for you to squeeze past, you quickly slip by the imposing barrier and into the passage beyond. The door closes behind you. Okay, I've, now there's a passage to the south. Suddenly, you head south along the corridor. You have every sense alert for the first sign of danger. A strange and unnerving sound out of the darkness ahead freezes you in mid-step. 
the soft, clear, almost medallic voice of a man calls out to you from the shadows. Has Kren sent you? He was always fond of using underlings to see to his bidding. Is someone there? Has Kren sent you? Who is there? Identify yourself. Speak your name. Who is there? The eerie sound of the voice is swiftly replaced by the silence that fills these musty passages. Immediately sense that somewhere in the gloom just ahead, someone or something is awaited your reply. I can use divination first to get some clues as to what is going on here. You immediately sense that to remain here is to place yourself in considerable peril. But I like peril. So that's not really any reason to leave. Identify yourself. You call out and announce your presence, stopping short, short of offering your name to the unseen presence lurking somewhere in the darkness ahead. The soft, clear voice promptly sounds again, its gentle tone inexplicably filling you with a profound sense of dread. Leave here. You are not welcome here. I can no longer control what is about to befall you. Leave. Do you not hear my warning? Leave. Fly to Quen. Fly to your broken master and fall at his feet. A hound of Tooth Quen has no place in my presence. I, I don't work for Tooth Quen. I've killed him about half a dozen times. He just keeps coming back up. He keeps turning into a pile of ants and rising again. And everything else keeps rising. I don't know what's happening here. But there's some serious... This is seriously cursed, this place. It's like level seven cursed. The, court, the voice falls silent. And a tall, fleshless figure, clad in rusted plate, steps out of the gloom. The armoured skeleton, its bone fingers wraps tightly around the hilt of, of a broken sword, halts at the edge of your light. Before you can even contemplate your next move, a horde of staggering armor-clad corpses stagger out of the darkness behind the skeleton. The seven ghoulish fiends, protecting their lord and master as they did when they walked alone the living, swarm forward and attack. You hardly prepare to meet their swift and deadly assault. What? This cemetery now has two sinister undead lords in it? Well, that's just unfair. I mean, how's, how's anyone supposed to survive around here with all these undead lords running around? The first of your seven gruesome foes, an armoured, sword-wielding ghoul, staggers forward and attacks a ghoul swordsman. The armoured ghoul slashes at you with his decayed sword. And is slain. I'm just going to quick combat the rest of them. Draw myself into combat already stands. Quick combat this ghoul warrior. Alright, what's happening? Come on, load it, load it, load it. Don't, don't let me down, internet. Oh, I'm not getting any XP for these. Curious. That's very curious. Yeah, I guess that, that must be must be by design. Probably because, yeah, who knows? There's the ghoul swordsman again, slain. The last of the undead legion, an armored axe axe brandishing ghoul, launches forward and attacks. I'll do this one manually. The armored ghoul hacks at you with this deadly axe. And I keep bashing it and bash, bash, bash. It is slain. 64 XP to general. You step away from the remains of the last ghoul and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as you prepare to confront the armored skeleton. 24 XP to general. The armoured skeleton lowers its lifeless gaze to the buttered wenements of his ghoulish legion. Then, without speaking, the undead fiend spets back, back and melts into the shadows, 
swiftly vanishing. You wait for nearly a minute, your eyes warily scouring the darkness ahead for any sign of the creature's return. When you're certain it is gone, you quickly prepare to set off on your way. Okay, now I'm making my way to the end of the passage. You're standing on a small, empty chamber at the stubborn end of the corridor. A block of white stone protrudes from the west wall. Something is engraved on the block's smooth surface. Examine the white stone block. The engraving on the board and the work, engraving that adorns the stone block, turns out to be a single word. Zorxan. You're certain that the word is an ancient Ardavari origin, and it is a word of destruction. A powerful but little understood word of Ardavarian magic. When used against the foe for which it was created, an Ardavari word of destruction can produce deadly effects. You make an effort to remember the word before stepping back from the block. But who could it be for? Considering how much this guy hates Juth Quen, it's probably going to be against him, and also he's really the only named figure here. So, Axon. And that, that's this little sub-dungeon. Finished off. Going through the iron door again. You step towards the door, the towering slab of iron groans and shudders. You step back as the door slowly swings open. When there's enough room for you to squeeze past, you quickly slip by the imposing barrier into the passage beyond. The door closes behind you. Okay, I'm going to make my way out of this little crypt. Or catacomb. Or tomb. Or whatever. Or Necropalace. Leave the tomb. Calls it a tomb. You step past the rotting door and carefully climb the steps leading up and out of the tomb. Leave the globe. Alright, now we're back we're back to the main path. There's still more side things to do. Amongst other things, we've got to see how that word of destruction works. But I'm gonna pause for a bit. Until we get to the next side quest. Alright, there's a couple of paths open here. New paths it is. Obviously there's entering the tomb, which will finish off this axe path one once we get to the bottom of it. You can also climb the to the east at the top of the overgrown slope. You spot an opening in the earth. To the west, a narrow stony path leads into a dense thicket of stunted trees. I'm going to fly to climb to climb the hill and investigate the opening. Just gonna be sure I have plenty of space, and I do. You stand at the top of an overgrown hill in the midst of Alphaspack Cemetery, the edge of a dark opening in the earth. The stench of decay that rises out of the shadowy hole at your feet is overpowering. Peering into the wide opening, you can make you make out what appears to be the interior of a crypt. Little doubt the grave robbers are responsible for the makeshift passage leading down into the ancient tomb. Climb down into the tomb. What? There's a third tomb here now? Like, how many undead, how many big, fancy, massive undead lords can you fit in this place? I don't think you... Duth Quen doesn't look like the sort of person who shares. Climb down into the tomb. The bottom of the hole, nearly eight feet below the summit above, discover a broad easterly passage descending further into the earth. The stench of decay, which was overpowering above, is even stronger here and causes your eyes to water const constantly. Follow the sloping passage to the east. Uh, with your reliable light source splashing its invasive luminescence across the damp stone blocks that make up the four sides of the broad sloping passage, you cautiously make your way downwards, ever further into the crypt. 
After nearly a minute, the passage ends at a heavy but severely decayed iron door. A thick wing affixed to the door provides the obvious means by which you might affect the opening of the ancient portal. Well, never leave a door unopened, even if there's probably some big scary undead thing behind it. That's even more reason to open it, because then you get to fight a big scary undead thing and loot whatever cool stuff it might have. Open the iron door. With only a slight tuck on the wing affixed to its crumbling surface, the heavy iron door swings slowly outwards, revealing a circular chamber of stone with a long lane hidden behind it. You cautiously step into the gloom and are immediately shocked by what the stabbing glow of your light reveals. Placed high in the corners of the chamber are all manner of magnificent objects, treasures that were long ago entombed here, entombed with the very horror that has just appeared at the edge of your light. Uh, I'm sorry here, I'm, I'm sorry about that, I'm going to totally rob you too. Your pulse quickens and you take a step back as a tall, shadowy figure suddenly lurches into view on the far side of the chamber, edging slowly into your pool of light. You voluntarily gasp as your light envelops the staggering form, revealing it to be a rag-clad, half-watted corpse. The large, wizened cadaver reaches down to its side and produces a rusty sword, which it begins to brandish with remarkable skill. The sound of metal grating across stone causes you to glance back at the door behind you. The decaying iron door is slowly glowing. You have no doubt the powerful undead being steadily advancing upon you is attempting to make certain that the invader of its tomb does not escape. So I can flee while I can, but I'll just leave it there and all its loot unlooted. Or hold your ground and engage the wag-clad corpse. I'm doing that. As the sword-wielding, wag-clad corpse draws closer, you are suddenly overcome by a deep sense of dread. Pick a number. Bonus of 20 from spirit. Need 50 or more. Pick now. Pick. Come on. There. 84. It's a success. You manage to suppress your rising fear as you assume a battle-ready stance. Prepared to, in- prepared to engage the gruesome undead being in a brutal fight to the finish. Begin combat. The wag-clad corpse slashes at you with its rusted sword. And I'm bashing it with my staff. The enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you for ten damage. But that's nowhere near good enough. You're going down. Again. Oh, well, you died before. Brutal stroke again. And it is slain. 8 XP. So I think that's just the default XP you get for that. Strewn across the floor of the chamber at your feet are the smashed and severed remains of your powerful undead foe. You step back and warily scan the shadowy corners of the crypt eager to see if there are any more such horrors lurking about. Satisfied that you are now alone here, you take a few moments to recover from the brutal combat before making a thorough search of the chamber. Piled high across the wall of the chamber is a magnificent collection of weapons and armour that were long ago entombed here with the wizened corpse you just defeated. I'm gonna take... All this stuff, all this stuff, gonna sell it for cash. I'm gonna take all this stuff, all this stuff. Some of it's unmatched, some of it's superior. Studded leather, plate, split crack base, plate sleeve sturdy. Splint sees a section on exceptional plate gauntlets. Yep, that's all going to sell for... Uh, a few thousand gold. 
And now I am fully laden. I cannot carry another thing. Although, if I do have to loot anything else, I'll probably drop the war axe. Because that's a lot of weight for... That's 16 encumbrance, and it only sells for about 60 gold or something. Also, 69 gold. Towards the back of the chamber, covered in dust, discover three unlocked chests, each containing a large amount of gold. So 849 gold, 1,455 gold, and 3,212 gold. Very nice. That brings my gold to 160,000. With nothing of further interest in the crypt and eager to get out of here, you turn and prepare to leave this musty place of death. The Iron Claw door, which previously closed the command of the wag-clad corpse, is now ajar. I pick up the jar. No, no, I don't. You step out of the passage. You step out into passage behind, and hurriedly climb out of the now deserted crypt. Ooh, one thousand and twenty-four experience to general, two hundred and fifty-six experience to all skills and powers. Well done, Zoop. Your victory over the gruesome wizened corpse has ensured that the vile undead creature, a sinister confederate of Lord Juth Gwen, will never again intrude upon the world of the living. So this is a one-off event. You can only slay this thing once, no matter how many times you you redo Axe Path. Which actually makes sense, because if you could repeat something with that rewarding, you you would do so. And it will kind of almost, almost disincentivize playing the actual adventures. Almost, minute. You stand at the top. Top of the overcrowd-grown hill in the midst of Vatspass Cemetery. The edge of a dark opening in the earth. The stench of decay that rises out of the shadowy hole at your feet is overpowering. It was in the defiled tomb below that you fought and defeated a wag-clad corpse that violently defended its final resting place. Back down the hill, now there's the stony path. You head west along the stony path, moving deeper into the tangled thicket of stunted trees. The mist begins to thin. You soon reach the end of the lower track and find yourself standing on a small, clear patch of ground. You're standing on a small clear patch of earth in the midst of a tangled thicket of stunted trees. Set upon the ground here are three rectangular slabs of stone. You quickly conclude that the three simple, unadorned slabs are grave markers. The two la- the two largest markers make up the ends of the short row. Between them lies the smallest slab. Oh no. That must be, that must be a, a mum, a dad, and a kid. I'm assuming. <laughs> but I mean, not the slabs below them. A particular item may be of use here. Well, I haven't got anything recently that could be used there. I think it's got something to do with those, with those monuments. So I'll have to go back to Axpath Cemetery a couple of times. A couple of times to get that to get those stuff. So that will be later. Alright, back on the main path. Gonna pause. We've got one more thing to do. We've got to see what that word of destruction does. Which means I've got to get to Juve Kren, which means I've got to fight a lot of skeletons. But I'll just do that off screen and pause for now. Okay, I have reached Juve Kren. He, he says the normal stuff he says. Then you suddenly recall 
the Ardavari word of destruction, you saw carved on the white stone block, and instantly realised the deadly utterance was created for use against the very abomination now bearing down upon you. So I can speak the word of destruction, or not. I shall speak the word of destruction. Zraxan! The world of destruction erupts on your throat like a blood-curdling war of some dreadful beast. The effect is immediate. Lord Juth Quen slows his rapid approach and seems to almost recoil as the lingering sound of your voice echoes unnaturally throughout the gloom. You sense that the word of destruction has weakened and confused the mighty undead lord. Racing up to time, you leap forward and attack your bewildered foe. Yep, so it was easier. 31 XP. Right, yep, examine the sarcophagus, get some gold, get some loot. Right, that brings everything. So everything's back to, back on the main one now. Just going to, actually I'm going to stop now because there's, there's no new stuff in Axpeth Cemetery for now. So next time, I know I might go to... I think I'll, I'll see what this quest called An Arrival is. It was, the one, it was the quest that unlocked when I completed Proving Ground 6. So it's probably related to that somehow. But until then, farewell. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.